us, Jesus, for all of you. That's our prayer. All of us, our average for your awesome, all of you. Our fear and anxiety for your faith and freedom. God, our short-sightedness for your eternal vision. Our frailty, God, for your wholeness and strength and healing. We're your church, we're your people, and we're here to feed from the table of grace. To take for free what we don't deserve. Thank you for grace, Jesus. Thank you that you made the first move. I believe that people standing in the room today, you need to know this. He makes the first move. This doesn't rely on your efforts, your understanding, or your energy. This relies on His grace. He makes the first move. Thank you, Jesus. You meet with your church. You build us. You strengthen us. You give us lungs, God, eyes to see. Strength for a new day, Jesus. Bless your church today. She meets across this planet here in Belido, but across this planet, Jesus, bless your church. In Jesus' mighty name, and everybody in agreement would say together, would say together, amen. Welcome to Sunday. It's a good day to be in the house. If you're online, welcome to church. You're gonna be just as blessed. If you're in house, just on your way down to your seat, tap your neighbor and say, it's gonna be the best day ever. And now smile at the other side and say, it's Thanksgiving Sunday. Like, the irony is beautiful. I love it how God wants to get ahead of a moment that's just discouraging people and bring thanks to the table again. We are gonna, make no mistake church, I don't know how you arrived, if you're new to church, welcome. Um, but we are gonna, regardless of how you showed up or what is going on in your life today, we are gonna get ahead on gratitude today, amen? We are gonna take a moment to be incredibly grateful for everything God has given us this year and uh, for what He continues to do in us. If you are new, my name is Dylan, myself and my amazing wife Tess lead this church alongside an incredible team. And you would have found on your chair a welcome card. I did see some new faces coming in today. And so just behind that welcome card is a QR code, nice and simple. If you snap that code with your camera, it'll take you to everything you need to know about us as a church. You can ask questions about us. You can um, participate in Next Step Life, community life. You can get to know more about us as a, as a team, as a couple. It's all linked to the QR code. It is gonna be a good Sunday. Worship team, you guys are humming this morning. And, and a special shout out to Reese and Keats, who are officially free out of matric. Done, signed, sealed, delivered. You were playing better today, did you know that? Did you notice the flow? Well done, guys. And I just wanna take a moment to honor two young men in our church as I look into your eyes, because I think there are a lot of places matrix might be right now. Um, but to think that you guys chose to serve on church this Sunday makes a big deal, it means a big deal to us. And I just wanna honor you. That's a seed, that's a seed. And uh, for sure there's gonna be fun to, to be had and I'm pretty sure you guys are gonna celebrate the moment and you should. But I just wanna tell you this moment is a seed. Watch what God will do through this faithful moment. So bless you guys. You're awesome. Worship team, you may take your seats. Don't we have an amazing worship team culture? Next weekend, secret, online, welcome to church. If you're in Scotland, Stu, how's it from South Africa? Um, next weekend, the 3rd of December, 
we release Ikaya Letu uh, house version, which is like a different take on the Ikaya Letu song. You're going to love it. It's summer vibes all around. So if you don't follow us on Instagram or Facebook, I really want to encourage you to do that. Um, it will go out via email to our church database, the link. But I just want to encourage you to stay ahead of that. Follow us on iTunes. Um, it's coming out this Friday, I think, JD. This Friday, the third. Is it Friday the third? It comes out on Friday. And so um, we're excited about that. I know you're going to love it. It's going to be one of those tracks. It's the Akali to House version. It's one of those tracks that you're going to have on in the background. And you're going to be just like easing into your summer. And it's just going to get you moving is what I'm trying to say. Uh, don't be surprised if you break out into some kind of exciting dance either. Tap your neighbor and say, I'm excited for that. I'm glad you're excited. It's Sunday. You should be. I'm grateful that worldly news, you know, we all hear the same news, but we read a different, uh, we have a different report. How many of you know that in the church? Same headlines, different outcome. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. Church, I want to preach today about gratitude. Um, the title of my message is a strange one. My wife gave it to me and I, I like it because it's something you perhaps have heard before but haven't understood. The title is Eucharist. You heard that before? And I want to speak about how grace and gratitude collide at the table. I want to speak about, that's why you got your communion cups. I hope you're ready to break bread today. It won't be an ordinary communion. It'll be supernatural. If you arrived at church and you're like, I'm just going to go to another ordinary Sunday. I need to get back to church. It's been a while. I'm feeling a little bit down. It's, you're going to go from like here to here. It's going to be awesome. If you like just doing this out of routine online, family, get your bread and juice right now because we're going to break bread at the end of this message together. But I want to speak about how grace and gratitude collide at this table called communion, the Eucharist. The Eucharist, if you grew up in the Anglican church or traditional church, was that moment where we shared communion together. Uh, we would come together in some formal fashion to break bread and share communion, the Eucharist. I'll, I'll break it down for a moment just now, but I want to start by celebrating a few stats in the life of our church team. Can you put the uh, graphic up on the... Did anyone see this infographic this week? We, um, we have a simple kind of saying at our church that you may or may not have heard. It goes like this, everybody knows where the money goes. Because um, we're kind of... I guess we're humble, but also proud of what God is doing through our financial resource here as a church. And I just want to upfront before I celebrate some specifics, say thank you to all of you and online. I know some people online, so generous, week in and week out, partner with us financially. This is the story we're telling together because of it. This is the story you and I, you and I are telling together. So I want to, I want to um, highlight some things for you guys as a church we are celebrating this year because it's against all odds how many of you know that it hasn't been an easy year uh, we by no means have been exempt of the year that we've all had but God is just kind and so I want to celebrate a few things in a year where it's been extremely kind of tight I want to say we've still had lump sums come into the church we've been able to build and extend the kids wing I don't know if you've seen the kids wing recently if you have children it's looking amazing all right, five people are excited about that. You should take a stroll down there. Or even better, you should sign up for Kids Church. That's right. I'll come find you. Don't be hiding in your chair now. I will find you. We are signing up an army for Kids Church at the moment. Anyway, I joined the army already. I was there last weekend. It was amazing. 
We expanded Kids Wing, we've expanded our workspace, our expansion. You would have seen the boards up around one land, so many people saying, what's going on here? Oh, just watch this space. We've added 400 square meters of rental space for the community, outsiders that are renting space on our campus. It's added a whole new level of social undercover area for big events like the GLS. Uh, we're also looking to extend our offering to weddings and things like this because we believe God has given us incredible facility. And so just amazing generosity to be able to do that. Um, our welcome lounge and parents room, I don't know if you've noticed the two pods outside here. Um, just amazing. I bet you there are parents out there right now. Shout out parents. If you're in the parents pod, everyone say hi to our parents. Give them a big hand right now. There we go. Um, we've been able to do this for our people. Like I just, I just want to stop and take a moment and appreciate what God has done this year, regardless of what you think has been going on. Like he's still at work. I've said this so many times. I want to say it again. God doesn't need things to be perfect to progress. In other words, God can build even when it feels broken. He's not on the same time frame that we're often on. And, and I want to help you get in step with heaven this morning where grace and gratitude collide. Miracles happen. It's at the table. And so God has been doing amazing things. Let's talk about our foundation. I mean, shout out to Kath Slev and the foundation. 300. 300, I don't know if you can see this, you can go and check it out in your mailer. You know the mail that comes from Link Church every so often? You should go and read them. They're awesome, okay? But here we go. 302 graduates through Work for a Living. It's an employment program we, want, we, we run here on campus every single week. Watch this. 151 people were employed this year because of your generosity. Your generosity has created environments, sustains things like our foundation, to create space for 300 plus people to go through an employment readiness program of which 151 are employed because we came alive in generosity. That's awesome. I'm gonna keep going. 200 students uh, partnered with phase two. That's the second phase, skills development phase, work for a living. They're doing tech studies. They're doing, um, I don't know what you call it, but sewing. I don't know what the right word is for it. Um, is there a better word? Seamstress. Kath just said, yeah. It's awesome. We're gonna build our own brand one day and make clothing that the world loves to wear. Anyway, um, 250 pe 58 people completed empowerment uh, courses through our coaching courses. It's just amazing what's going on in our foundation. 300 plus students graduated from Work for a Living. I've celebrated that. 600 buckets, 600 buckets of hope. When we first um, ordered our 600 buckets this year, I'm just taking a moment because sometimes you go to pause, stop and appreciate what God has been doing when we haven't even been aware of it. When we um, decided how many buckets to buy this year, because you have to buy the buckets and then move them onto your hands. And, and we said, Kath, what are you thinking? She said, well, I've ordered 600. We said, wow, okay, that's more than last year in a year where less people are in the church. And so we said, well, let's go for it. Big faith, God always honors big faith. And here it is, friends. This is just a few of them, but there are 600 buckets that were bought and are being filled. If you haven't brought them back, please do. They're gonna go to a family that could really do with it this Christmas. But what I wanna celebrate is that 600 have been bought by our hands. Some have taken 50, some have taken 100, but I wanna thank you for your generosity. We are feeding families with hope this Christmas. That is exciting. And then look at this, just look at this. Our foundation this year, in summary, 1.25, 1.26 million rand has left our foundation hands this year to be a blessing to this community. That is worth some praise. 
That doesn't exclude some 500,000 rand that left the church's hands separate to the foundation. We do give to the foundation, but separate to that, some 500,000 that went into supporting local churches through this season of lockdown. And so I just want to say, friends, we're talking almost 2 million rand that has been given away by our little church during lockdown in programs, in supports, uh, in whatever that looks like. And so I really just want to say thank you to you as a church. I want to speak to my friends online now and say thank you to you too. I know you think that you just join us uh, kind of vicariously through a screen, but you're part of us and we love you and your generosity matters. And so to every person, every single person that calls Link home, that serves and sows into this story, I just want to say thank you and well done. With a couple of extra words, let's do it again. Tap your neighbor and say, let's do it again. I haven't even got on to who we've impacted, 44 baptisms, 25 baby Ds in lockdown. Come on. We've reached 421 new families through online platforms and in-house. Over 538,000 views on YouTube in the last year. 826,000 people reached through online courses or online interactions. Just incredible. Our YouTube subscribers grew from about 350 to just over 6,000 in one year. Um, there's just so many things God is doing that we aren't aware of. And so Jesus, while I celebrate your people, I also just wanna thank you for giving us everything in the first place. Like we are your people, you are our God. We are your temple, watch what it says next. Make us holy like you are. Giving and generosity is a holy act, friends. It's not an ordinary behavior, it's a holy act. It's partnering with heaven to see heaven come on earth. And Thanksgiving Sunday, that's what this is all about. That's why the buckets are out. That's why our team are a little bit extra fired up. Because Thanksgiving Sunday is about reminding us as a church that we get to partner with Him in becoming holy. Generosity and giving and the act of thanks in this space is, is holy and is set apart. And so I just want to thank you one more time and thank God. Turn with me to Psalm 100. Let's get going. I'm excited. It's going to be a good couple of minutes together. I could give thanks for a long time, by the way. I hope you realize that. We do. Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord. You notice how um, anytime Thanksgiving is mentioned in the Bible, it's not quiet. You see that? Like, go and read the Scriptures. Google it. Thanksgiving Scriptures. I know you've done it before. Every time Thanksgiving is mentioned in the Bible, it's extravagant. It's not quiet. Give, give thanks. Shout to the Lord all the earth. Worship Him with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates. You've probably heard us speak on this before that uh, gratitude is a gate. The way we approach God with our gratitude and our thanks and our praise, what it does is it fling, flings wide the gate that accesses more of Him. Enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise. Shout out to the old song we used to sing. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good. People aren't always, circumstances aren't always, news isn't always, but God is always good. That word for good is tov. It speaks of order. It speaks of progress. It speaks of we're going somewhere. God is going somewhere even when others aren't. And His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. 
What I love about this scripture is how in the middle of it all, the psalmist speaks about entering his gates with thanksgiving. I love how thanksgiving or gratitude, if you like, is this, it's a doorway, it's a gate. I think it was Pastor Stephen Furtick that preached the message that traveled the world titled, The Gate of Gratitude. Perhaps somebody else you've heard it from before, many have spoken on this subject, but gratitude as a gate. And what I think about when I read this is how beautiful it must be when heaven's gate opens. Like think about how, how simple it is and how simple the joy can be just when a front door opens to you. Like it can be so simple. A little knock and the door opens, big smile, smell of home cooked Christmas, you know? Or just when Lynx gates open on a Sunday. Think about the joy it brings as you drive through this simple arbitrary gate. As you come home on a weekend, as volunteers smile and light up your soul, as, as people welcome your children, as the worship team strums up, it's just, a, it's just a gate, simple gate. Now think like, imagine if we had a perspective of heaven's gate. Like in that atmosphere. I want you to imagine for a moment, join me, just imagine the atmosphere of heaven. No pain, just joy, singing, dancing, freedom, economic overflow, excess, family, togetherness, no anxiety, just peace. I'm not even sure I've described the introduction to heaven. And when I look at what the psalmist is saying, church, I gotta believe that God wants us to get something today. It says, enter his gates with thanksgiving. When we bring our gratitude to God for what we might even call little things that he has done, guess what? Heaven's gate opens and, and peace and, and overflow and excess and joy flood our hearts. It's been proven, I mean, you know this, it's been proven by psychology that gratitude opens things in our lives. It literally unlocks neural paths in our brain. To be grateful is to unlock a sense of joy and excitement in the wiring of our souls. And yet sometimes we say, but I've got nothing to be grateful for, but you do. And so we need to take a moment because we can rush through life, I know I can. And there can be so many small little things. Your children came home. You woke up this morning. You made it to church. You got a salary. You got part of your salary. Hey, I'm not talking about what isn't happening. I'm just saying there's always reason to be grateful. Amen? Tap your neighbor and say it's true. But don't you find it amazing how, you know, Thanksgiving or the Eucharist, you see, Eucharist literally means to give thanks. And in that word Eucharist is this word charis, which is grace. So the Eucharist is where we give thanks for grace. It's where grace and gratitude collide and miracles take place. Communion was never meant to be ordinary. That's why we call it here at Link Church the miracle meal. Watch this. I mean, just think of times in the Bible. I was thinking about Abraham this morning as I was praying for you, and I was thinking about how Abraham brought Isaac. Isaac was a picture of grace. He brings Isaac to God on the altar of sacrifice, Mount Moriah. What's sacrifice? Sacrifice speaks of gratitude. Every time an altar was built, it was being grateful for what God had given. And so Abraham brings gratitude for the grace that God had given him. And guess what? God provides. There's always a miracle. There's a ram in the thicket. Because every time that grace collides with gratitude, miracles take place. 
You may not always see them, but they will take place. I was thinking about um, a different way of saying this. It would be like kind of His presence, fresh perspective equals new power. Some of us need some fresh perspective this morning. Some of us take a lot to be grateful for anything right now. But I want to tell you, you just find that little thing you got and you attach it to the grace that He so freely gives and you will see supernatural things start to fall and flow and block in your life and flow. His presence, fresh perspective, great power. You should write that down. His presence, fresh perspective. Some of us just need some fresh perspective. Like, you just need to stop reading the headlines. You need to stop writing your own headlines. Honestly, like if, we, if we're honest, our own headlines aren't always that clear. Imagine the one God has for you. Like, His presence, fresh perspective, great power. I was thinking about the boy with the loaves and fish. I was just thinking about moments of gratitude. The boy with the fish, couple of loaves, couple of fish, thousands of hungry people. Come on, you've heard this preached. You all know that most of the time we all feel like we just got a few loaves and a few fish. The difference between us and the boy is most of us don't bring it to God. We hold on to it for dear life. Guess what? He puts it before God, Jesus, in the story, who's grace. Bible says he came full of grace and truth. Jesus is grace. Grace is Jesus. It's not some concept. It was human flesh, Jesus. And so he gives it to grace and then grace gives thanks. Jesus gives thanks. He breaks the bread in the story. And guess what happens? Multiplies. I want you to catch this church. You see, some things in life aren't taught, they're caught. And sometimes you've got to catch how grace and gratitude collide in some miracle working power. When you bring what you have in gratitude, before all that He is in grace, it's like a gate opens up. And we're going to do that today. We're going to break bread in just a moment, and that's grace. But you're going to take a moment where you're at to express gratitude, not just to think on it, to express it, to word it with your lips. And when that happens, when you bring what you have in gratitude, alongside all that He is in grace, the gates of heaven open up. I feel like I'm preaching, Ta. I'm just getting warm, though. I was at the kids last week in kids' church. Teacher said, is there anything you want to be grateful for? And very quickly, the teacher had to move from shoot your hand up to, okay, both hands up, guys, both hands on your lap, okay, both hands on your lips. Kids, they were so fired up to give thanks. Teacher had to like bring it back down again. Shout out, Bridge, you're awesome. But there's just something about the overflow of gratitude that I want to awaken and remind us of to that church. Like, just do it, man. C.S. Lewis said it so beautifully. He said, gratitude exclaims very properly, how good of God to give me this. Let me say that again. I say it to my friends online. Gratitude explains very properly how good of God to give me this. Question, what has God given you that you can be grateful for? Because you think by expressing it, it's just Thanksgiving, cheers across the table. If you did Thanksgiving dinners, that's awesome. And it's like, we just wanna celebrate our friends. But guess what? When you attach that act, which is gratitude, 
being grateful for the much that God has given us, to grace, which is recognizing that it's in Him all along and from Him all the time. There is something that takes place where heaven's gate opens and power discharges in our lives. I was, um, I was watching a cool clip that a friend of mine gave me this week. I'll send it to you if you want. Tell me after the service. But there was this billionaire kind of life coach guy, and he was interviewing two candidates that um, clearly wanted to become rich, let's say. And so that could have been any one of us. Shout out to honesty. And they had dialed in, and he asked them this question. He said, if I gave you a million dollars today, how would that make you feel? And it was like a Zoom call conversation. So it goes across the one candidate, a young American guy's like, oh man, I'll be, I'll, be, I'll be pumped up, man. I'll be so pumped up. Just work with me, American accent. Dim sum, yours will be better than mine in just a moment. I'm so pumped up. And the guy's like, why would you be pumped up? And he's like, oh man, $10 million, man. I'll be so pumped up. I know exactly what to do with $10 million, sir. He said, you know exactly what to do? He said, yes, sir. He says, so you're telling me if I gave you $10 million, you know exactly what to do? Yes, sir. And you'd be pumped up? Yes, sir. If I give it to you today? Yes, sir. And he's getting so fired up. He said, and what if I gave you $10 million and told you you wouldn't wake up in the morning? And it flips back to the guy and the guy goes, oh, nah, that won't be so good. He said, but you said you'd be pumped up for Tim. He said, yeah, man, but I just, uh, man, I don't know. I wouldn't want to wake up, man. So then the presenter says, so you're telling me that waking up in the morning is worth more than $10 million. And he flips back to the guy and the guy goes, that's some fresh perspective right there, man. Dang, man. And he like rolls around in his chair. He's like, no, man. Dang, man. And he flips to the other like participant that's been quite long. And she's, she's sitting there and she's just going, no, 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 no. And I just thought like, like funny story, but. Isn't that true of us? Like, what if I gave you what you wanted now? Yeah, man, I'd be so pumped up. South African actually, yeah, but I'd be fired up. <laughs> up. And what if I told you I'd give you everything you ever wanted, but you wouldn't wake up in the morning? No, 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 no. I want to just pose a simple thought today. I didn't come to speak about much. I want you to take a moment with God. When His grace collides with your gratitude, gates open up. So many of us want Him to open the gate. Sometimes it awaits our gratitude. And so we're going to take a moment now. In this atmosphere, worship team, you can come and join me. They're going to sing in the background and minister to us in song. But we're going to take a moment to be grateful. Listen to this in... 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul is speaking about the power of communion, where grace meets gratitude, the Eucharist. He said, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you, 
the Lord Jesus, on the night that he was betrayed, he took bread and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, this is my body which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way after supper, he took the cup saying, this is the cup of the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever, listen to this church, for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes again in victory. Whenever you break this bread, it's grace. And drink this cup in thanks, gratitude. You proclaim, you declare His death, which is, guess what? Our life. You declare when gratitude meets grace, when thanksgiving comes to the table of grace, when our thanks comes to the table of grace, not when we just, God, thank you for the meal, we're really grateful. No, God, thank you for the times you showed up when we had nothing to offer you in return. Thank you for the moments you saw us through in our marriage, God, where we never saw you fighting for us. Thank you that I woke up this morning. God, I'm so grateful that I have what I don't deserve. When your thanksgiving comes to His table, friends, you declare His death, which is our life. You declare new power over your story. And so we're gonna do that now. Won't you stand with me? Get your communion cups. If you don't have communion, won't you just wave to me? Just wanna make sure everyone in the room has got a communion cup. Tess, could you pass me mine? It's just under my chair there. See, here's the thought again. When His grace, not your gift, not your grit, not your you made it through another day, when His grace, I made it because of Him, meets your gratitude, gates open up. So Heavenly Father, I just pray now that you would help us express, perhaps for a while that has been inexpressible, the gratitude of our hearts to thank you for what you're doing and done in our lives. Unlock heaven's gates as we break this bread and remind ourselves of your grace that was poured out when we had nothing to offer in return, of the grace that found us in the valley and lifted us up and stood us upon a rock, of the grace that keeps us going, God, even when it feels like all is lost, of the grace that sustains us, God, with clarity and peace. We think of that grace now and we want to bring our gratitude, unlock heaven's gates over our lives in this place today. What I'd love you to do, church, is just in your own time now, you just peel back those two layers. And as you share communion, I want you to express with your lips, express to God what you are grateful for this year. And we're not going to rush this moment. So let's express gratitude at the meal of grace today.